commence primary ignition. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Yet Another X-Wing podcast. I am your host, Pete Lambro. Uh, Chris Daniel is on assignment this week, but in his stead, we have Harris, Tragedy Simulator Hussein. Harris, how you doing? Good. What's up, guys? Bow, 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 bow. Perfect. Filling in filling in Chris's duties for mouth air horn immediately. We also have Sam Page. Hello. How you doing? I like your euphemism for what Chris is actually up to. On assignment. He's on an assignment. I don't know if it's related uh, to this podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And rounding out a uh, friend of the podcast, Ch- Carcosa champion from our most recent uh, New York City tournament, Marek Marchinkovitz. How you doing, Marek? Hello, and that was much better. Maybe you'll get a better uh, <clears throat> right next time. Yeah, maybe. I had I had a coach. Um I had a coach help me out. Oh, man. Yeah. So welcome, everybody. We got the fearsome foursome here. And we are, like I said, we're hot off the heels of our very first New York City 2.5 edition edition version. X-Wing 2.5 tournament, right? Yeah. 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 So, Marek, you hosted and won the tournament. Um, before we get into that con- <laughs> that uh, collusion, Harris, you were there as well, right? Yeah. I'm going to put no asterisk on that, but it's close. No, no asterisk on Merrick. Merrick hosting and winning. Yeah, but didn't he? And didn't Sam, he beat his? He beat his child in the final. So I think the asterisk yeah. is enormous, actually. <laughs> and Sam, you uh, you opted not to come out for this tournament. Uh, why? Why do you hate X Wing and us? Can you elaborate? Um, you know, the sick thing is like, I briefly had a fantasy that I was going to get on an airplane and come to the tournament. So it's not for, it's not for lack of desire, but, uh, that would have been the most incredible move. Not only would it have been like insane to do that for this, uh, for this tournament, then we would have been at an odd number and had to have buys. Ruining it. Everyone, everyone plays $400 to ruin your tournament. Yeah. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. But no, this. Speaking of uh, travel, though, I'm going to get to take the train to Adepticon at the end of the month. So looking forward to that. We have trains in this country. I didn't think, I thought we stopped that. We got one, and I'm taking it. Hell yeah. So you are are attending Adepticon. Will that be your first uh, 2.5 in person play? Uh, I'm going to try to get out the local store but it's a little bit of a drive so it's possible i'm gonna either whether it's tts or in person i'm gonna get a requisite number of games in but right of course well i fully expect first 2.5 tournament for sure yeah and i fully expect you to win right like you are gonna get that world's ticket i mean uh you know you heard here folks guaranteed sam page has offered you the sam page guarantee that he will be winning the Adepticon 2.5 X-Wing tournament, right? The world's qual He will qualify for worlds by winning this tournament. That's really great news. Merrick, I want to talk to you first about hosting, uh, about uh, TOing and judging a 2.5 tournament. How much of an extra, like, mental load is it to keep track of all the new changes from a TO perspective? Uh, I guess this time there wasn't a lot of new stuff. Uh, it was basically arc checks. Uh, 
I guess in terms of writing term and um, what I did is uh, I explained each scenario and all the special new rules uh, as the, before the tournament started. Uh, so I think that cut down on, on uh, uh, the questions. Uh, the, the one yeah, that was absolutely that, helpful. Yeah. yeah. Merrick, I thought you did a really good job in actually explaining each scenario before we did it. And I, I, we did have a huddle before the tournament ever started where we were trying to figure out where the center of the mat was. Yeah. And that I think those are the little things that makes it made me more comfortable playing 2.5. It's like, I, I had no idea what I was in for. Yeah, and, and the center of the map is actually really important. And what I've noticed somebody suggesting was uh, using diagonals. So like maybe bring a two pieces of string uh, and like string them across from corner to corner to, to grab the exact middle. Because uh, one of my games, I think uh, I went five straight, which should have gotten me the middle objective, but did not. Uh, so that's that's something uh, I'd want to happen in games. Uh, yeah, but, I will say in in twice I tried to five straight to the center objective and was not able to get in range. So I don't know what I was screwing up there. Maybe I was getting cheated. The good thing about Carcosa is that it's a forty k venue. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of uh, measuring tape lying around, so I just whip it out, uh, mark the eighteen inches mark. That's uh, that's how I was getting my center of the board. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what we did. We did just measure the mat across, and then if if it's thirty six inches as it should be, like exactly, then eighteen inches is your center, and then yeah. we do measure both directions to do that. So, Merrick, you were saying you 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 know we huddled up, and that that was right. We did huddle up, and that was the big conversation was uh, center objective. But then also we had a long conversation about what specifically terms like you know the first you know the the first player places an objective within two to four of their player edge at range three of the center objective. Like there was a lot of debate and discussion like, well, it just has to be in the range three band. So therefore starting range two, you know, through the end of range three, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of back and forth before we settled on the answers to that. But please continue your, uh, your, your TO considerations for a 2.5 tournament. Right. So, so uh, I guess to make things easier for people, what we decided uh, on is uh, that ranges count as uh, same as shooting. So like a range three of, of the center objective would be uh, anywhere within the range three band uh, touching the, the other objective. So, so we could actually go past uh, yeah. So the, uh, yeah. So so if 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 you were if if the one objective was shooting the other objective, if it would be a range three shot, it's legal. Yeah, that's a good. That would that, that I think that was a pretty good way to settle that conversation. And then and then from the board edge, essentially what we settled on was as long as it was outside of range one of the player edge, it was legal placement. Again, like as long as it was a range two to four shot from the edge. Yep. Yeah, and that that gives you kind of this uh, this circle uh, around the center objective minus a small band where it's like out of range for both player edges. Um, so yeah, so we did we did all four scenarios. Did you guys have a favorite scenario we played? Harris, what was your favorite? My favorite was probably salvage. That's the mm. one I believe you pick up the objective and it stays with your ship until it yeah. gets shot off. Swipe them crates. Yeah, I bought a couple of low-cost A-Wings and a Rebel TIE Fighter, and they were able to hold on to it and, you know, avoid getting critted and dropping the salvage goods. 
So it was fun. But there's a whole new strategy element to it where I had to figure out who was going to pick it up and where they were going to go and kind of still keep them relevant and not, you know, try to corner them in the corner of the corner of the mat. Well, yeah, because once 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 someone holds that, you talk about having an A-wing pick up a crate and it's like, oh, that's a great. It's a great crate carrier because they're fast and because they have three dice, right? But at the same time, they're fragile, mm-hmm. and then they become a target, right? And it's like, well, you want them to you want them to still shoot because, well, they're one of your four or five ships, maybe more. Like they're one of they're one of your ships, so you want them to still shoot, but you don't want them you don't want them like boosting into range one, which often A wings want to do. They want to like focus boost and get more dice to get a good shot off, you know? Right. The way I I would I ended up flying that A wing, and the Rebel Tie Fighter was like a lot more ace like, just you know keeping them in the game, but at the same time taking the shots where I got them, as opposed to just five straight to get straight into my opponent, which is what I like to do. Yeah, it's I too like to five straight straight into my opponent. Merrick, what was your favorite objective of the day? Uh, well. I like really all of them, uh, but uh, I think uh, the Savage uh, is probably the, the most interesting one because uh, mm. uh, it's more ni- dynamic, I would say, because uh, you go, you snatch the crate, and uh, and then you don't know where they're going to be. Uh, and then um, if you get them shut off, they, they go flying somewhere else, uh, and uh, <clears throat> depending on where, where they land, they, they, they might drop out of the game or... or you might need to do like a risky maneuver to pick it up. So I think that one's interesting, uh, uh, more interesting than the others. Uh, and also, like, uh, you never know if you get crit or not. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, the first match we played w- w- was the Salvage Crates, and I played uh, against Kent with his uh, bombers, mm-hmm. uh, with his uh, bombing B-Wings with Trajectory Simulator. Uh, yeah. And uh, what I did is I just I flew in, I grabbed three crates and and, and run. Uh, I even uh, I flew Basque, and I even turned Basque around to where, where I think for the next two three rounds he didn't have any shots. But I just hey, I got the three crates. Uh, I'm up. Yeah, like ultimately, ultimately like Basque is unlikely to die in a single round, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily giving up a ton of points, and it's way more valuable to hold those crates. Um, I will say. Uh, did anybody take advantage of the the rule in the salvage mission where you can intentionally jettison the crate after you fully execute a maneuver? Not Did anyone really. do any sort of like crate passing between their ships or even like dropping a crate in like a uh, like a way to like bait the opponent? You know what I mean? We can't really pass the crate because your opponent is the one that uh, that uh, places it so. nah, if you if you choose to jettison it then you place it if you if you uh, you only the, the opponent gets to place it if they knock it off or if uh the ship is destroyed really but if yes yeah. if you fully execute a maneuver you that that the the player the controlling player can jettison the cargo intentionally and they get to place it so if you have a ship who's you know like theoretically if you have a ship who's like on one hull carrying a crate and who moves before another, you know, ship, or rather can move before another ship that has higher health, you could theoretically move, jettison your cargo, and let the other ship pick it up. And it's not an action to jettison, so it's just after you fully execute. Uh, So you could, you know, take an evade token, jettison that cargo, and then the other player can go pick it up. Oh, it's like a... Sorry, the other ship can pick it up. 
It's like uh, a lateral in football. Uh, I'm yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the scenario right now, and it is the opponent, opposing player. E- even if you just just in you yourself. Really? Yep. I've been I've been owned. You've been owned yeah, in my own brutal. podcast. At Man, the end Mary, of the ship's activation. Mary suddenly uh, disconnected. What? <laughs> no, sorry. At the end of the ship's activation. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's at the end of a ship's activation, the ship may choose to jettison its supply cache. If it does, remove the supply cache from the ship's card. Then the opposing player places it in the play area anywhere in the play area at range one of that ship. Oh, so, Pete has now uh, cho- Pete has chosen to jettison himself from the podcast in embarrassment, and Merrick gets to place <laughs> him wherever he wants. <laughs> oh man, Merrick! I wish you, I wish you to only draw chance engagement for the rest of your experience. <laughs> so. The first scenario, one of the scenarios that you mentioned actually did apply to my match. I purposely okay. did not pick up the supply cache and just left it there, you know, tantalizing. It looked, you know, nice and easy to get to. And I had my B-Wing, Netroid, Netrim, with Tragedy Simulator. <laughs> you keep fucking calling him Netroid. You called you know, him that our entire game. <laughs> I know, and I don't know why. It just feels better. But Netram, Netram, I had him with Tragedy Simulator and Proton mm-hmm. Bombs. Mm-hmm. I got it perfectly five straight, had it right on top of the cache. And so when my opponent was attempted to pick up the cache, took the Proton Torpedo and it felt so good. That's, ooh, we got a big storm going on outside my window right now. Yeah, that was, you know what? We're talking a couple times about your list, Harris. I want you to share your list because I, I loved it. I, I had a great time with it. Um, do you want to share it or are you happy if I share it? Oh, absolutely. Um, So I had Wedge. I had Magva Yarrow in the Wedge U-wing. in the X-Wing and uh, Magva in the U-Wing, right? Correct. Yeah, I okay. Keep going. Netrum Pollard in the B-Wing. Uh, What's his name? Hobby? Derek Clivian in the A-Wing. Derek Clivian, yeah. And Ezra Bridger in the TIE Fighter. What? I, that is... What a combo. Oh, yeah. Ezra has a crew slot now. Leia Carrier. Didn't matter where he was on the board. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. So, what? Canonically, is Leia sitting in Ezra's lap there? In in, in Rebels. Yes, yeah, Sam. Resident, resident television expert. Yep. When they hijack the TIE Fighters, they almost always do like three to a cockpit. So it's thematic and it is, uh, there's precedence how, uh, because there was a card in, uh, I don't know, they're a little wider in the cartoon. In the, in, Chunky the, boys, huh? in the first edition, there was a card, I think, captured TIE Fighter, or no, that was the card yeah. that made it so that they couldn't shoot at you, but there was a... right. There was a card that gave you, I think it maybe was the Sabine's tie title, gave you a crew slot. And um, there were all sorts of shenanigans that were based on this. So I'm glad shenanigans are back. Uh, yeah, I am fully in favor of shenanigans. Uh, I, I've heard it proposed by one uh, one New York City boy, Matthew. He says, uh, he says he wants to basically staple K2SO to Ezra. Because oh. then he... Then he Get stressed for his rerolls and stuff, but I don't know. I think Leia might be better. The only issue with stapling K2S on Ezra is mm-hmm. that he's got quite a bit of blues on his dial. So but that's not, I mean, it's not an issue because then you can either uh, 
I mean, you either get a free calculate and then you get another action. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Or or you can give yourself a calculate and do a one turn. I think a lot of the value of K2S2 is obviously just passing it to somebody else. And then if you have to take it yourself to avoid the stress penalty on other ships, then it's not a bad outcome because of Ezra's ability. It's kind of similar. I think K2SO on AP5 is going to be another really popular combo. I think the question of whether you use KTSO or Leia also has everything to do with just the other ships in the list. Right. Uh, I will say, um, talking more about the different scenarios, I, I think uh, I, chance engagement was fine, right? Like, I, that, that's pretty standard X-Wing. Harris, you and I played, I, I basically, I liked my game of uh, chance engagement because I was playing Harris, right? Like, that was, that was, it was like, a fun game. Yeah. It was a fun game, right? Like I had a good time playing X-Wing against you and not strictly because of the objective. You know what I mean? Right. And that objective token, I think, scored you one point, but it was after you'd already like obliterated half my list. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, haha, I go from 18 points to 19 points and I'm still at like four points or whatever. <laughs> so it didn't really matter. Um, <laughs> but you know, you you did have Leia in the Millennium Falcon and she can yes. change the game. Oh, she was she's great. Yeah, I I, I did. I'd lay it in the Falcon, but I was going to say the the I think of the uh, the three the three I'm calling them um, more interesting scenarios uh, that I liked the least was the control one where uh, at the end in each end phase you measure who control the uh, I believe assaulted the satellite array, um, not the scramble one, the other one where it's like uh, big ships count as two, right? I I didn't care for that one as much. I agree. Um, but I really, really liked the scramble, the transmission, uh, mission where you were, you know, you'd, you'd kind of claim a point and then you could leave and you'd still get points as long as the opponent didn't claim it back. Um, yes, I played, I played against Ryan for that one. Shout outs to Ryan. Um, (laughs) And, and other than, but basically we really moved around the board and, and fought over the objectives, except for. I had, I, he committed a TIE fighter and I committed Shara in the A-Wing to just one harding around a single point in the corner by themselves, <laughs> claiming it and being unable to shoot each other the whole game, which was not the way to play that going forward. But uh, the, the rest of the lists really had a lot of fun. Like we had some good engagements. We, you know, I was able to like take an early point and then I kind of focused the engagement back towards his side. So we were, you know, I had the one point that was you know the one uh, objective that was like always scoring me points and then we were like battling over the other three which was nice um that was a cool a cool mission anything else any other takeaways from our first 2.5 tournament so i actually like how uh those two control missions are 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 played completely differently yeah Uh, so one of them uh you have to spend an action to 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 grab job the objective Mm -hmm. which means uh, you have you can't do other actions uh, and then uh, w- once you grab one, it's safe and you can move on to the others. Uh, the only reason you leave a ship behind is uh, if you want to keep somebody else from, from grabbing it. But uh, yeah, so so like it sort of moves the, the battle around the board. Uh, whereas uh, the, the control one, uh, you have to spread out more uh, because uh, you always have to have ships on. Uh, on those uh, objectives in order to yeah score yeah those, uh, even if you're not like scoring the objective you have to at least contest it to, to you know keep them honest or or keep them from scoring a point right yeah and um, and, and like I, I had an interesting uh, interaction in my last game uh, against Franek where uh, I had my Tie Fighter was holding my the objective on my side 
and it did one hard turn, but that threw it out of the range of the objective. And then it had the option of either barrel rolling back to, to keep holding it, or mm-hmm. get a shot on, on another uh, one of Frannick's ships uh, on uh, on one of the other objectives. So I had the choice of do I put, put that Tayfeder back on that objective and score that easy one point, or, or do I try to kill his ship? Uh, and I Which ended- is, you know, at, at minimum two points, right? Like, the cheapest ship is two points, but like odds are if you were to kill a ship like that, it's going to score you more than one point, right? Right, so 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 yeah. uh, I ended up going for the shot, uh, and uh, it worked out because I killed his ship, which actually uh, put me over the top on that on that objective where it was contested before. Uh, mm-hmm. when, when I killed that ship, I got that point for, for for that objective, and I also got the points for the ship, and he's got one less ship to to play with. Uh, so so in thirty years, when Frannick is like checking you into the nursing home, he's gonna say, "Remember that time? Mm-hmm. You could have just barrel rolled." And and not shot my ship. He's like, this is why. Is that, forget is that forget thirty years in the nursing home. Wait wait four <laughs> years when he's punching Merrick in the stomach on the front lawn. That's when he's really going to bring it up. <laughs> oh man, X Wing killing family relationships since I don't know when this game came out. Two thousand something. Twelve. Yeah, Thirteen or something like that. Wow, what a time! Wow. What a time! What it was, year? Uh, it was twenty twelve actually. Oh wait. yeah, the game's like almost ten years old, if not ten. Not unlike myself. Yeah, yeah that was I, 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 I. Yeah, I really liked the. Um, I did, you know, I, I think also some of the things. One of the things I'm learning as like a, you know, I mean, r- relative to some of you guys, I am a newer quote unquote player here. But like, the objective play is giving me a whole new appreciation of the term range control, right? Like. Controlling my range is not only now controlling the range of shot to the opponent, but it's like controlling my range to objective tokens and to enemy ships, right? You know, so Harris, when we played, you had, you know, proton torpedoes, right? And had we not been doing chance engagement, had we been doing another one, you know, that adds a whole other element where I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to be range two to three, but I do want to, you know, remain near this objective token. So like that, the threat range of your proton torpedoes becomes that much more valuable because you're like, if I keep the objective at two to three, then I can also, you know, threaten with these protorps, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, even more so, I think in our, my match with Merrick, where we were doing scramble, mm-hmm. uh, I Wedge had our three astroback, which gave him two target locks. I put one on his fang fighter and managed to get I, was it a crit? I had a crit on his Fang Fighter, and since then, it the rest of the game that kept that Fang Fighter more or less, in my opinion, honest. You know, he was in the fight, but like more on the outskirts, and never, I never had to deal with Fearless or him doing Concordia face off. Mm, yeah, it was nice. a, it was actually interesting because it was a loop stabilizer crit, which uh, forced me to go straight. Yeah. So I ended up doing a straight, uh, and uh, I I tried to get away so so was, uh, the fang fighter wouldn't get killed, and I, and I ended up bumping wedge. Uh, yeah. On the first maneuver, then on the second one, he was close close enough to to be able to get to uh, one of Harris's uh, objectives. Uh, so so he flew in there, and uh, instead of flipping the crit, he he took the objective. Yeah. And, and I had to do a straight Another for straight. for a third turn. That's actually a very a very similar thing happened with Ryan and I. He, you know, he had Sienna Ree in the tie interceptor, 
and you know, she on our first engagement, like I really, I just, it was like, it, it was a dice moment, right? Like Wedge and Sienna had each other at like range two ish. And, uh, and they both had bullseye on one another. It was like very straight. Like we were, they were both going for the center point, you know, and, and Sienna shot Wedge at I six and he rolled natural evades and was fine. And then Wedge put through a crit on, on Sienna. Right. And it was, uh, I forget specifically what, which crit, but it was, he, he, the next turn, he was at the center objective and he was able to claim it, but he had to make the choice. Like, do I repair the crit? Right. Or do I, the same choice as you, Mary. It's like, or do I take the point, like uh, take the objective? It's like, well, he decided, I think, to take the objective, think like rationalizing to himself. He's like, there's an even chance that Sienna just dies because Leia was, you know, right there with like a target lock and all that stuff, right? So he opted to grab the point, which ultimately scored him another point at the end of the round because Sienna did die in that that next engagement, right? So it was like a tough choice to make. And then also you're weighing it against like, do I take another action even like, do I evade? Right. So I try and, you know, it's, it's really, it just, it really increases the complexity of decision-making. Absolutely. I had Derek facing, I had him on the objective and I want where I wanted him. I wanted him to pick up, pick it up, but he was also going to hit the rock the next turn. So I ended up barrel rolling him out, but it put me in that weird situation. Like, do I want to risk it? Do I risk it for the biscuit? And decided against it, decided to play it safe. But at the end of the day, what it was was that if he, if he hits a rock, mm-hmm. I'm giving Merrick another, what, two points from the ship if he dies. And now, the question worth- I have for you is, did your coward's play um, end up losing you that game? That specific one? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Other cowardly behavior, though? Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> Merrick, do you want to share the list you brought to the 2.5? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say one, one more thing. So so interesting yeah, sure. thing I, I noticed in, in uh, 2.0 is uh, uh, the full point scoring uh, on uh, anything that except uh, close encounter mm-hmm. uh, really changes the dynamics of the game because uh, if you have a lot of health left on the ship, uh, then you could, can take these risks where... where, where uh, if you know this ship's not likely to die, it's like yeah, fly through the rock, uh, or or or, right. or take that that that, that bomb damage uh, and and not worry about it. So so uh, it, I like that they 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 limited the half points to to close encounters because uh, that makes uh, killing ships, uh, I mean damaging ships, uh, less meaningful. Uh, so either go I, for I a kill think... or don't worry about it. <laughs> From from what little I've played, uh, it does seem like trying to kill like Kylo, for instance, would be totally pointless because these games only go like five rounds now, right? I mean, they don't. You very rarely are going to reach the twelve rounds, and even right. in like a twelve round game, your best hope with Kylo was to get half points. Now the counterbalance is nobody's ever going to take Kylo in a list ever again because he is eight squadron points, and he doesn't, you know, provide the I guess objective scoring that like. Eight squadron point big base ship with four hundred loadout points does so. Rest in right. peace, Kylo. Big ups. <laughs> it was the best. Big he ups. was the best ship in second edition, and now he's like never going to get played. And, and you know what? That is disappointing, though. Um, no, I mean, not king. disappointing. He's the king of not getting played. 
He's the king of, dis- a- of acting. He's the best character. You know, that's where. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It is, it's disappointing to me um, to not like, you know, for all the talk of, you know, generics are dead. We're all going to be playing named characters, which is like a thing I like. Right. Like to not well, to, well, we're to playing have, uh, marginal named characters like right, like, Metro- like Metroid, you know, everybody, everybody's favorite Netrum Pollard. Listen, I have a cousin named Netrum Pollard. I'm not making fun of the name. It's just I've never heard of this character outside of Amazon. I do not have a cousin named Netrum Pollard, and I'd like to be on record saying I am making fun of the name. <laughs> well, now you and I have problems. <laughs> now me and your cousin have problems. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'll let him know. <laughs> Send him a telegram. Um, yeah, so I... I, I uh, I completely lost my train of thought there for a second. Well, we're supposed to no, but, but you were talking about how, you know, named pilots are in vogue. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah, ones so you were thinking of. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it would be disappointing to not see names like Kylo Ren on the table. And even Luke, like Luke has is seven squad points. He's got 28 loadout points, which is like a really powerful character. But I don't know in what case that that seven squad points of Luke is better than a four and a three. Right. Luke's pretty good uh, though. <laughs> Luke, Luke he's... might do it. Yeah. I, I've been, well, I'm saying, but that's like, you know, it's, no, oh, yeah, it's, right? you got to think about it. And, and it's, it's, it's part of a bigger question of like how viable are four ship lists. And yeah, I do, think, I, I do uh, wonder where that shakes out. I do think people will find, I think uh, Anakin, because I sent you that list earlier with uh, right, the yeah, Edda Anakin. I, I actually think there's something to that because crits are so important in that one scenario. And also, he's, yeah. it's going to be so hard to kill him. Uh, and, well, and, and crits he are can just, valuable overall. Right. I, I think he's he's useful in probably every scenario because to varying degrees because uh, even in situations, even not uh, – what what is it uh, – the cargo hauling one. What's it called? Is the one where Chris? Uh, swipe, swipe that salvage. Crits. Yeah, salvage mission. Uh, <laughs> even, if it's not, even if it's not salvage, uh, you know his ability to just like one hard in a corner and take actions is going to be useful for like every objective based format. Right. Um, but I don't know. You could go down the list and make a snap judgment one way or the other. Like Poe might be more borderline because he doesn't have the force. He's like very action dependent. Um, yeah. Ray, maybe. But, but Poe, po, uh, you know, with his ability, can steal an objective and still take a focus token, no? Uh, I forget how it's worded. There were some limitations on it in the past. I, I think you you're cannot, I think I you're, think you, you're right. You, you can't do, do it off a slam. You can't do it off a slam and you can't do it off coordinate. You have to do it during your activation, basically. Right, right. Yeah. But that doesn't preclude Poe doing it. Like, Because you can vector thrusters off grabbing an objective, right? With yeah, but it's. I, I do think it's a bigger penalty for him because he needs those actions to justify his existence whereas the jedi or living actions are a bonus world plus the jedi that the you know they can they get the free reposition so they're already up in action in a way right yeah i'm skeptical because you because you could you could fine-tune controls uh like with an aether sprite, you could you know five straight fine tune controls and always get that center objective, right? Right, and like, you know, like even take, if you take an action if you need, and they have the one banks. You know, they can roll backwards and basically stay at range one for a long time. I think, um, uh, yeah, I, one nice thing about pose overdrive thrusters that seems like very advantageous in this new world where you know, oh yeah, suddenly yeah, a two bank boost is going to be huge. yeah, or a, or a, a two backwards barrel roll could put you. Mm-hmm. In a nice spot, but yeah, 
resistances. I don't know. I don't think it's like I, I think I think resistance kind of drew the short straw on the two pointer, right? I think bucket is uh, like a really weak two pointer. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say overall, I think they're kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, I, I haven't I, honestly. I've just been so excited about rebels and republic. I haven't looked at resistance yet. Well, those um, are definitely the <laughs> the best. Two. You think those are the you think those are the ones that are the hot ones right now? I'm really interested to see the Adepticon results personally. It's gonna be uh, a Adepticon ton of. Is gonna be- Rebels. I mean, it's gonna be so many B wings. And um, do you think this? Do you think the uh, the bomb chucking B wings is a novelty that will wear off, or do you think that that is no. like gonna be a here to stay medical? Here I think it's stay. a. I think it's a because of the way the loadouts work. I do yeah. think you have to make choices because you basically have to choose between some kind of. Mo- I mean, you you could do it one of three ways. I think there's like a double tapping. B-wing offensive juggernaut where maybe you're trying to go torpedo into cannon. There's like mm-hmm. a turn one alpha strike where you're going afterburners into torpedo. And then there's the trajectory simulator where maybe you have a torpedo and a cannon, but you're not double tapping. Right. Um, right. But because, you know, turn zero control is now the entire game. All of those things are so important. Like trajectory simulator should be banned. <laughs> I don't know. You heard, seems- here for, you heard it here first, folks. Sam don't Page hates would- simulating trajectories. I love Trajectory Simulator because I love the Resistance Bomber, but I also think it should be a Resistance Bomber-only card. I'll uh, tell you, the Resistance Bomber really... I know the Resistance Bomber is relegated to Extended, um, yeah. but we, you know, it's, it's, it's a really unfortunate situation to have a ship like Venny that in 2.0 actually got some play, right? be he's only gets like 11 loadout or something like that. So you really can't. Yeah, well, I think they just, these. I did. I think they didn't even bother to think about it, you know, like to balance that's the only things. way. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also I, it is funny because there are a handful of ships in the game where you think I actually need more loadout point. Like not like where it's a single digit, like there Vinny would be one. Uh, Ray is almost one. Like I used to run Ray bigger than I think her loadout value, and I also used to run Zori way above her current. Yes, value. yeah, Zori. Zori, I looked at, and Zori could use a little more loadout, especially for the five five points she costs or six points or something like that. Right. Uh, I, I I think a lot of shifts. I think you're right though about the perhaps the extended not getting the focus of like you know the, the center of their attention. You know what I mean? I think um, they'll rebalance it when it gets a black box yeah i i absolutely i i I think i think some of that stuff deserves rebalancing um and you know uh because like i because the the resistance bomber to me should be like a big powerful gunboat right um in the same way now that they have made the republic lat a really big powerful gunboat right like if you're taking hawk right you can fit you can fit those barrage rockets and a bunch of other stuff and it feel it, it suddenly goes from what this was this little ship that was like this is a good support ship to a ship that is like viable to use medium base so it can control a point. It's got a stop, which is great for controlling a point, right? It's you know it's it can take Jedi crew to get the force for the passive mods. It can shoot out of three or four arcs like no problem, and well, and then it still has that incredible support ability. You comparing the resistance bomber to the lat you you bring forward the most insulting <laughs> resistance comparison possible, which is that the lat has a reinforce action and a crew that gives an easier reinforce action. And the resistance bomber has no uh, native or ability to reinforce, which has always been. Oh, you see, canonically, canonically, the resistance had to strip those bombers down. Well, uh, we, we also, we also, 
Um, yeah, well, it didn't pan out. They should have they should have reinforced, but they, they uh, couldn't. Yeah, against the uh, what cockpit stray co- tie fighter cockpits. The um, I do think the the lat and really uh, all the ships that have huge loadouts. It's a lot of fun to you know it's fun, kind yeah. of fully well, realize yeah, so I... these ships as they would exist, like in the you know Star Wars universe, quote unquote. You know, it's like right. You know, Luke is not leaving R two D two in his bedroom to save points before going to war. Right. You know, it's like, Oh, actually, no, you, you read the most recent <laughs> Vader comic. He, he does yeah, exactly yeah. that. Uh, He's like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I got a mission. Uh, crimson, <laughs> crimson rain issue 46 subparagraph B. Uh, um, no, but so yeah, actually, so talking about talking about a big ship with a big loadout, right? I want to talk a little bit about my the list I brought. So I, I brought Leia and the Falcon with four A wings. Now the A wing loadouts are not not to me are not particularly inspired, right? Because I took Arvel with shield upgrade, right? And I think Arvel's great in two point five. Like I think he's going to be a really powerful player for the Rebels. He's three points he can fit a shield upgrade. His his ability to like getting the red focus on a bump is like better for him. Right. Like it's, it's like just makes him even better. Right. Um, but, uh, but specifically Leia, Leia gets 20 loadout value. Right. So I put uh, the title for zero. I put engine upgrade. I put Ezra Bridger gunner and I put compassion. Um, and then lastly, I put the new card from the, uh, the card pack Ursa Ren, which ended up being an incredible value. I'm going to read the card. All right. Buckle up everybody. So Ursa Ren crew, have we all seen this already? Am I reading it just for the audience? I, I mean, I know. I've seen you use ahead. it on <laughs> Yeah, I use, I use it on Harris a ton. So Ursa Ren reads, you can maintain up to two locks. Each lock must be on a different object. Easy. And then after a friendly ship at range zero to three is locked, you may acquire, you may acquire a lock on an enemy ship, right? So the lack of, of like um, restriction in that is incredible because it's just like if you lock Leia or anybody range three of Leia, she can just take a lock on an enemy. Doesn't have to be the enemy who did the locking. Doesn't even have to be an enemy in her arc. I think uh, there is a rule that, you know, unless instructed to ignore, you know, range restrictions, you have to be within range zero to three to lock something still. So she can't just take a lock. Like you can't like turn one lock, lock your own ship and then have her grab a lock across the board. Right. Like that's, that's not legal, but it's still like just absolutely outstanding value to be able to, um, you know, cause on the Falcon, she's got two force thanks to the Ezra gunner, but she can, there were plenty of turns where she would, you know, get a free lock because someone else locked a, you know, the enemy locked a ship. She would get her lock on whatever target she intended to go after. She would do like a one bank and then she was free to just take the scenario action and then still have double mods against her target. Right. Uh, Which was just such, such a really strong example of the new system's power to let you have these big fun toolkits to work with. Um, And I I just like, I say like the, we're talking about how rebels are going to be strong and, you know, Republic's going to be strong, but I'm just so excited to like have the money and Falcon on the table with, you know, load it up and not have it be a two ship list. Right. I imagine that crew would be very strong on uh, like Shara Bay arc, maybe a hundred percent. The next list I am working on right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Shara Bay arc with, with Ursa Ren crew is going to be, and she has points for it. She has points for it. And she has six more points after that. There's right, not she, really a, twelve. There's not really a like torpedo carrier with a crew slot in Rebels, right? I mean, besides the ghost who who doesn't need it, basically. 
Right. The, yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked for that. Yeah. But yeah, that would be that'd be pretty crazy. The, the title, the B-Wing the title gets a gunner slot, right? No, uh, the U-Wing does not have torpedoes. No, I don't uh, think so. Not anymore. They got rid of it. What's I don't think the, the U-Wing ever had torpedoes. I thought it did in first edition or second edition. What, or... what, what fucking edition is this, dude? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that no, counts no, forever. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, the, so, uh, no, the Y-Wing. No, so Gunner. Except it doesn't even have a Gunner anymore. What does the Gauntlet Fighter have? Man, Gauntlet Fighter comes out soon, right? Holy cannoli. TM. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra has every upgrade slot on the planet available when he's in the Gauntlet. <laughs> and only 16 points to fill it with, right? Yes. Oh man. Yeah, so there's yeah, I I I ultimately wrapping up wrapping up tournament talk, right? I had an absolutely great time, Merrick. Thank you for hosting. Thank you for running the tournament. Um uh, when's the next one? Yeah, thanks That's for nothing. Question. How come I wasn't there? Yeah, <laughs> he didn't fly <laughs> out. That's bullshit. Uh-oh, did we lose Merrick? Uh, I'll probably run one then uh I don't know. Uh Actually, April might not have a time. So, I don't know. April, May. April, May. Yeah. So, I mean, we're saying that there's going to be a hex tournament too in come April. Um, no, no, no. Actually, I think it's going to be this month. I think I want to say the 20th. Chris said he wants to run a hex tournament, right? So, there's going to be another New York City tournament coming up with uh, 2.5, 2.5 rules and objectives. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited for, uh, for what the future holds. Are we all on the same page with that? Was there anything that stood out that like you, you didn't like about playing a 2.5 tournament? It's okay to be a little negative. I think right now we're still kind of in the, a little bit of the holding pattern, just trying to figure out mm. what's official tournament rules. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I know for scoring, actually, I don't know how Merrick scored, so, but he won. So uncontested. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so scoring was actually a bit problematic because, uh, like, my chance encounter game uh, ended up in a tie, uh, which really threw off uh, tabletop to, which doesn't support ties. Uh, so, tabletop to also does not uh, support scoring more than twenty points. Yeah. So fortunately, yeah. we did not need to go to points because we used strength of schedule as the as the first tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was no overlap uh, in terms of schedule, although that it's very possible to happen at some point. So uh, we do need to keep track of points. Uh, and yeah, it maxed out twenty. But uh, uh, so so the the ability to put the tie in uh, ended up uh, that we had to uh, still. Do, what we ended up doing is that we we rolled final salvo to see who gets the TTO win, yeah, uh, and gets uh, paired up, uh, and who gets paired down? So, right, uh, just when you thought final salvo was gone, yeah, it's back with a back with a vengeance. Uh, and uh, like the solution to ties uh, was, uh, well, you keep going, but uh, you can't do that in the tournament. And and right. pretty much all of our games went to time. I think there were, there were only a few uh, that now, didn't. Th- so. Theoretically, if you hit twelve rounds at a tie in, a, in an event, but there was still time on the clock, right? You would you'd recommend doing a thirteenth round, right? Like a tiebreaker round, if there was still time on the timer. Yeah, I, I would though. Though I don't think there's any chance of hitting twelve. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it would require some fast play. Although I wonder if um, 
I mean, a couple things could could lead to hitting 12 rounds. And and if if a meta shakes out where there is some power in three and four ship lists, right, if we bring down the number of ships in a, in a match, I could see that going more rounds, you know? Yeah, like uh, if, if you had like maybe three ship lists in a chance encounter, then uh, maybe... Did anybody? Did anybody? Uh, I don't have access to the list, so you got to look this up. Did anybody bring fewer than five ships? I don't think anybody did. Uh, uh, I can look this up quickly. Which, by itself, stands out to me. Well, I remember we had uh, like a mix of five to eight. Yes, Ryan. Ryan had eight <laughs> ships. Absolute madman. Yeah, Ryan think... had eight. Uh, Frannik had seven. Uh, I think Tom may have had seven as well. Oh yeah, Frannic flew um, the X one swarm, right? Yeah, he flew the the seven X one, six X ones, and Night Beast. And Night Beast, yeah. everybody's favorite character, Night Beast. Yeah, yeah, he said, uh, "No, nobody ever ever shot Night Beast uh, uh, until I shot Night Beast." <laughs> <laughs> you caught him. He's he's like revealed his secret to you over lunch. He's like, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Nobody's shooting Night Beast. Yeah, that, you're like, oh, that right. was you write that down furiously in the notebook. I'm gonna so fix that right now. Yeah, uh, I think with two point five, we're looking at ship counts more averaging around five. Well, I, I did. I think for sure to start, we're seeing that right. That is the early call people are making it at like at the Cherokee Open. People made that call at the next biggest tournament, the Carcosa uh, two point five tournament. Everybody, you know, made that call. Obviously, I'm curious. I'm I I personally am like really excited to see the type of lists that get brought to Adepticon because was, if you see, go ahead, Sam. Well, I was gonna say, was Cherokee Open the full rules? Like, were they playing the four scenarios, or was it something? I thought it was. I believe like, they played the four. I believe they played all four scenarios, okay. but I'm not positive. I think Adepticon is going to be our first true test of. Right, our first, well, I mean, Adept. You go ahead. Finish your, finish your thought. No, no, that that was it. It's going to be our first oh. showing of 2.5 on a large, a large tournament with official right. tournament backing. And exactly. Some, yeah. And Sam's going to walk nice. away with the world's advice. So. Yeah. Is it just one world's invite? I thought there were more. Than, I thought it was top four. There's actually so so there's four world world invites, but only the first person gets uh, a free ride uh, to to the world championships. It's lodging and everything. And well, yeah. Sam, I expect you to walk away with all four world invites, um, and then the four of us can go. Right. Uh, we'll see who's nice to me. We'll see who's nice to all me. Right. So, so Chris definitely doesn't get to go. <laughs> it's no, he's out. Um, yeah. Chris Knight can go. Chris Daniels, no chance. Um, oh, Chris Knight, what a guy! Shout out to Chris. Well, he's really <laughs> mad. he's really mad at two point five. Speaking of, uh, he is. We'll have to get him on the podcast, good. Chris. If you're listening, reach out. You're going to put you on the podcast to vent about two point five, and then we well, can his, tell you his, his faction got massacred. <laughs> so I don't think he's you know. Wrong. I keep I keep hearing that. I keep hearing that FO is on the outs. Why? Why is FO not looking good? Sam, build an FO list for me right now. Uh, I can't. And there, yeah, look at this. You got, you got you got Von Reg at six points. That ain't bad. Ugh. Let's let's take a look. look at these FO FO fighters. I didn't like oh, Von Reg in two point Lieutenant Revis is only two points. That's a shit people talk in two point Lieutenant no Revis is a is a solid uh, two pointer, but Reefster? I think that's the only two pointer they have, and and a lot of like f- the two things that seem to drive uh, list building for every faction is, yeah, how many two pointers you got, 
the 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 strength of your three point bench basically like what's the yeah. variety and the quality of the three point chips you have and also at the high end what kind of loadouts are you getting and you know i think first order has a loadout problem on the high end because it's you know kylo ren is not going to have four crew slots in his you know interceptor type ship um, and they only got uh, one two pointer. They could sit on his lap in the uh, in the Tie Fighter. Yeah, well, only Ezra. But and then uh, yeah, Ezra's stolen Tie Silencer. I mean, Ray did steal his Tie Whisper. But um, yeah, just I, you know, the the Resistance in the First Order always had the problem in the list building. This is like not a specific comment about any past meta. This is like a. Uh, just a broad commentary a, on a meta ship. comment yeah which is that their ships were always just like the slightly better versions of the rebel and empire ships so they had to be costed slightly more and so that well, at a different similar, points similar problem for the resistance too right yeah that's i'm talking about both yeah. of them and and at different oh, both, points both, both, both. they were not efficient as a result now it kind of swung the other way where they made the resistance x-wing pretty cheap at the end but it, you could never fit five in a list and now when you don't have the granularity of pricing something at 41, you know, basically pricing it just to block the five ship version of the list, then right. it's like, but the difference between four and three is a, is a chasm and like it's huge, huge. Well, someone, someone very helpfully for rebels at least shared like kind of, a, I know how you love a spreadsheet, Sam, they shared a, uh, yeah, you know a spreadsheet of uh, kind of blocking out the, the rebel ships. And it's like, you know, here's all your, eight, nine, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, you know, point, like basically just blocking everybody out in points. So it's a really easy, quick glance way to see how, what you can get for that, that, that's, you know, that uh, slot. Right. And so you would talk about the strength of the three, the three point bench, right? The rebels get, they get a couple a wings, they get Shara and Arvel, both really strong ships. They get all the TIE fighters. And as Harris told us before, you know, Ezra in the TIE is really good. Actually, Sabine in the TIE is pretty good. Um, and they get a couple sheathapedes, right? So like AP5 is three points and AP5 all timer. Like he's got he's got enough loadout to carry Leia or another crew. Um, he still has a really standout ability that's like incredibly strong. Um, and then, you know, their two pointers, they have a Blount and, and Hobby. And Blount... Like I like Lieutenant Blount a lot. I think Hobby's going to end up seeing more play because I think the A-wing chassis lends itself better to objectives. You know what I mean? A lot better. Um, Being able to go five straight with an evade and versus Blount. You're talking about versus Blount. Blount. That that ability is so good. Like that's a ship. It is so good. It's so. I always try to. It's better than a block. It's a great ship. Just in a block, it has to be around other ships. No, it, it it's no. You just need it. Just, just need shooting a, people who are around other ships. Yeah. So it's if you have like you know, um, Sabine for instance, who I think is a good value. She wants yeah. to be a range one of enemy ships, and then Blount's ability turns on. And you know, there is a like. There's definitely an element of like speed being important, but if you plan and you really can plan for like every scenario based on your list, you can, mm-hmm. you know, put a Z ninety five or a ship that's similarly. Uh, slow in a position where it's going to hit you know two objective markers pretty quickly or whatever um right that's i mean that's that's a fair point as well i i just i do i think this new style of this building will i think it'll shake out to show us like i think we're there i think there's things we're missing do you know what i mean yeah i think we just yeah. need, need time and and then try out other things uh, like uh yeah. this tournament uh, we have 
five rebel players and three imperial players. So clearly, it's because they're the best factions. Everybody's uh, <laughs> is gravitating towards those, but uh, I end up winning with, with, with scum. Uh, right. Uh, so well, the, which, the, the original re- three factions, man. The Republic <laughs> is is definitely like I. I mean, they have the best three point ships, and they have these yeah, well, the, the, the Naboo's. The so N, it's like the the end the end ones, yeah. Yeah, and so, so like in in my list, uh, my three pointer is Gamut Key and the Hulk, and, right? Um, Which is insanely good. <laughs> That's so good. Is it? Well, it's not that. I good. I feel like it's good. No, no I, I think. Oh, there's I think, no title though. He I think it's. A, title, I think it's. Right. A, it's a testament to how. Uh, like important three point ships are is that Scum, which always has like the most varied you know, selection of things to pick from in a way that makes total sense canonically yeah. is like weirdly hampered now because <laughs> they don't really yeah. fit that three. Po- I mean, they have these Hawks without the multi crow title, which are, you know, <laughs> they're not great. You know, it's like, so I don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah I, I forgot about the title. And the Hawk didn't seem that great uh, going into this. Like when I, when I was building a list, uh, that was like the only we real three-point choice uh so, so that that's why it made the list uh, but uh the hawk actually uh does a lot of work uh you, you can use it to grab the objectives uh it, it's beefy enough and uh i run a gamut with uh cap a and thermal detonators and uh, mm-hmm. so what i've been doing is uh dropping bombs uh, and, and boosting uh to to which can be used for for, for blacking other ships or, or or just to get out so uh, it, it's really like a, what additional value you can add to these ships. Uh, so, so like a hawk doesn't seem that great, uh, and like I'd never put bombs on a hawk before, uh, right. but now I did, uh, and uh, it's actually a great deterrent against swarms uh, because uh, you you can then uh, drop the thermals, uh, drop to thermals, the boost, uh, and then free blue straight uh, and mm-hmm. get out of there, uh, and they fly straight into the bombs. Uh. Uh, it's the it's fucking kids today. They're cad banes and they're hawks. It's the scum system phase boost. The scummiest yeah, way possible. Just, scum, yeah, you drop a bomb and then you get the system boost. The, <laughs> they're like, "What's the force?" Uh, <laughs> just before I forget, just getting back to your point of like, we, you know, what do we not know? Because obviously, this yeah, is like right. the big it's undiscovered country. Is that yeah. I, I, my thing I'm most curious about because people are gravitating so much towards. Um, these little gopher ships like hobby that are fast and don't cost much so that they can grab objectives. I wonder yeah. if, if somebody is going to like just totally, um, I guess abandon that as a tactic and just load, like, you know, people are saying like, yo, you gotta have at least four ships. But if you pick the right three ships and certain factions, you basically have like three death stars and then it's like, at what yeah. point are you just like, you know, blowing hobby out of the sky on the first turn becomes a much more viable strategy than like, you know, c- trying to run around and grab objectives. It's like you can't grab objectives if you're dead. And the jousting efficiency That's- on some of these loadouts is like unbelievable. So, well, yeah, I mean, even even taking a look at this little spreadsheet here and seeing, you know, because when you get into the four and five point territory for rebels, right? You start getting some like, you know, a bunch of the U-Wings, the new Fang Fighters, some of which are incredibly deadly. Um, you're looking at Tendum, Braylon, uh, 
And then in the four category, you've got a bunch of X-Wings, a bunch of Y-Wings, right? Things that can really carry munitions and do that really strong alpha strike against a ship like Hobby. Uh, you know, the, you make a good point is what I'm saying. Like, it's like it, it starts to look a lot easier to, uh, you know, blow up the little cheap ship. Um, and then even, even if it's only two points, it's still two points. And then you've made your opponent's five ship list into a four ship list and you're on much more even footing. Yeah. So that's, that's a really fair, that's no. a fair point where like, we might see that strategy emerge. I don't know. I would disagree. It's the two point ships there to add another body to bring mm-hmm. your count up the big, I think the big negative facing three point three ship list is the scenarios scramble they gotta use an action to pick up one of five objectives that's a lot of objectives same same for uh salvage same for scramble and for assault right if it's three ships you're gonna have five other objectives available if if they're in a block if they're not in a block you i think you just open it up a little too much for the your opponent to just play keep away just play mm-hmm. the objective take your pot shots and it, as soon as you lose one ship the game's done well one of you is gonna one of you is gonna be right and we're gonna find out probably after adepticon well i don't think i don't think harris is wrong i mean it's certainly the prevailing wisdom that it's smart to have yeah, right, like a yeah, bunch of little the, yes. flighty ships i'm just wondering like is somebody, you know, is it going to, if it, if it goes trends too much in that direction, I mean, the one thing is you have chance encounter, that's what it's called, right? To kind of right. keep yeah. lists honest where they actually have to be able to kill things. They can't all just be A-wings mm-hmm. with shield upgrade, but. Yes, I learned that this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do wonder if like, you know, these, these ships, I'm kind of shying away from the cost. Um, I should give like, you know, like Ray in the resistance. I mean, can basically yeah. one shot any anything that's four health or under. So it's like, is that actually a meta call in a perverse way? Because you know, like nobody's going to outrun, right, you yeah. know, nobody's going to run away from Ray. You know that she'll find you. <laughs> well, and on top of that too, I mean, that's that is she also her giant gun acts as a real deterrent, right? It's like when when we you know because you set one objective on your player side and the other objective on the other player side and everybody who's setting it on the other player side tries to kind of put it in that middle zone where they'll be able to go get it themselves right right um and and so like if you set ray up to contest that objective and then they also try to contest that objective they've made the mistake like they are then you have then like you are goading them to joust you you're like please please joust ray and right right and 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 the other thing is you can you can with ray because you can go you know, four forward, big base boost or whatever, you can put yeah. the objective as far away from you as possible, which I, I imagine is what most people aren't going to do. They want to pick up the easy objective on turn one. But if you do that, then you're putting her in a situation where she grabs an objective point on the first turn and maybe, you know, from range three explodes hobby or, you know, something like that. I don't, I don't right. know. Or, or, or cripples hobby, right. Who like, yeah. like, or, or like puts him at one hole and it's like, Cuts his head. Okay, off. now, yeah, now you are in danger of of getting murked at any time. Yeah. yeah. To build on what Sam says, I think there is so much more emphasis on turn zero now than there ever was in mm-hmm. 2.0. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta what well, we gotta figure out where to place objectives, where to place the rocks, and where you place your ships. It's 
it's a much more complicated game. And I felt in some of my games yesterday that it was decided at turn zero. And it's bad for me because I Uh I, I never took the same list to two tournaments like ever. And now I'm going to have to because A, you're going to have to remember all your cards. So you're going to have to practice Mm -hmm. it. And B, is you crazy if you're not like scripting turn zero for every scenario, you know, for y- your list, basically like you should have, or, or, or even considering it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it should be, I mean, depending on what you're going for, I guess you could have a list that's more about putting pressure on the opponent and maybe that's where I'll gravitate towards rather than having something that I have to do. It's just more like, I want to, I want to mess up your plans, but, um, yeah, you you definitely have to have thought about it a lot and and have played it basically, you know. And I've done none of those things. I think Some, now somebody make me a list. <laughs> that's that's normally what I do when I need a list. I have you make one for me, so I don't yeah, know what that's to do. true. I'm lost. I'm lost in the 2.5 storm. I built I built a list on my own for this tournament. Look how look where it landed me. Well, we'll, we'll play a, we'll play a game list. after the podcast, Pete. We'll we'll get some games. Post post podcast game. Yeah. A PPG. That's what they call it. Yep. Points per game. Yeah. Well, Harris, I mean, you, you, me, and Sam can wax poetic on uh, on list building and what the real answer is. But uh, truth be told, we're all losers. Merrick won. Merrick's the only winner here. We should just all play scum now. Is everybody, like you said, everybody brought Empire and Rebels and then scum won. <laughs> scum was actually a good. I think, I think one of Merrick's key pieces was Bosk. A large, big base, the 180 Your boy, Bosk. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I should probably just go over the list. Uh, yeah, share your uh, list, please. So I think the, the list works because it has a lot of different components in it. So so the, I guess the main piece is Bosk uh, at seven points. Uh, uh, and I had been running with uh, Zam, Maul, and uh, Greedo. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> So, so, so he's like uh, my hammer, uh, and yeah, okay. Uh, so um, I, I try to put him like in the middle of the fighting, uh, and like I guess deter the opponent from 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 going there. And uh, <clears throat> the two times I pick the the card uh, that uh, uh, you get target lock and recharge uh, on on Bask uh, with Zam. Uh, the opponents chose not to shoot Bask because uh, the, they were already worried about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so <coughs> Zam works more. That's the more you should thank me condition. Yeah. So Zam actually works more as a deterrent, I think, than 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 like actually getting bonus shot because I, the games last shorter, so I wasn't really getting that bonus shot. Like may, maybe I'll get one. Bonus shot, uh, if, right. if any at all. Uh, so. Well, and to an, to an earlier point you made, you know, that that determinant is so much more powerful now that half points don't exist in most scenarios, right? Right. So, like, every, even one shot deterred is a huge boost to Bosk's longevity, right? Yeah, and if you don't shoot Bask right. and then realize you should be shooting Bask later, then you're not gonna have enough time to to kill him. Exactly. Yeah, you won't have enough time to kill him. Yeah. So, so with, with Bask, the, I think it's really you have to make a decision that pretty much turn zero, turn one. Am I going to try to kill Bask? Because either either that's your main focus, uh, or, or or you try to avoid him. Uh, so I, I think, think it's pretty hopeless to try to kill him, uh, right? 
Well, he actually goes down pretty quick. For seven you, points, uh, it would, it's a really good flip if you do manage. Right. I think in the um, salvage mission, you're definitely going to want to shoot at him just to try to <laughs> pump some crits. Well, yeah. well, the funny thing is in the, in the salvage mission, uh, Basque did not pick up any crates. Uh, it was the other shot uh, that did, and he was just... Well, there, that you're playing around it, you know. And, yeah. It's smart. Uh, Mark, I thought the secret sauce to your list was uh, Manaru. Yeah, so so uh, the next ship uh, yes, will be yeah, tell us, yeah, tell us. Uh, Manu, which which was actually a big surprise to, for me how how well Manu worked out is uh, 2.0. Uh, Jumpmasters were were pretty much dead. Uh, everybody who bought three Jumpmasters in 1.0 uh, was was regretting having that many. Uh, but uh, Manu is a is a great piece for 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 four points. Uh, so. Uh, it's a large base for four points. Yeah, so, so so she's a large base for four points. She's pretty fast. Uh, with the barrel, you can uh, move to the side. Uh, so uh, you, you could potentially be controlling two objectives uh, with, with uh, the mission that, that you have to be on, on them. And uh, after the first game, uh, I played uh, on TTS against Ryan. Uh, <coughs> Maru did not get I think any shots in that game. Uh, so uh, uh, for the tournament, I put Agile Gunner on her, uh, so I can turn that arc and not have to worry about having shots. Uh, and then for the front arc, uh, um, I used the Iron Cannon, uh, which actually also proved to be a very important piece. Uh, and I think uh, board control is huge in 2.5. Uh, so um, shooting the Iron Cannon. Uh, a lot of times it makes more sense than than, than, than damage on, on, on like any ships that, that you're not sure you you'll be able to actually kill them yeah uh, uh, especially if you can uh, like throw them in a bad direction where they're gonna lose time getting back uh, well or or throw them in a direction where they the only action they can do is focus and they can't do the scenario action if needed yeah, so like they can't pick up crates they can't uh, do scenario actions so I, I think iron cannon is something that that, that that's worth looking at uh and maybe even bringing multiples of those uh and i know i know you uh behind the scenes uh, have already proposed dace as a replacement for gamut right yeah uh so, so because uh, because, of the, because of the potential for the ion uh, that's a good that, pairing like uh, like if you can ion in large ship large ships uh for hard time uh, of moving through obstacles uh, so if you make a large ship go somewhere where it doesn't want to, you could potentially really throw it off mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and cost it enough time that uh, you could recharge days uh, and shoot them again by the time they, they, they get back into the fight. So uh, Absolute, I, I that, that absolute degeneracy. Coming. I would expect nothing less from a scum player. Such a scummy move. Yeah, so the next piece uh, is uh, the Fang Fighter Cat Solace, which at uh, four points, uh, I think, is going to be I will include in pretty much every scum list. Because uh, uh, at four points, he, he just provides so much value. That's cheap, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Fang Fighter. And, and you don't even need loadout on Fang Fighter. So, so uh, he's got four loadouts, so it's a choice between uh, hull upgrade or fearless. And uh, I chose fearless because. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like fearless is probably the better play. Yeah, uh, violence is always better. Uh, and uh, amen. In 
I don't think the whole upgrade would help me in any of the games. Uh, the one time he died, he he would have died even with whole upgrade. Uh, well, and and you know we've talked we've talked in two point a lot about like you know it's like oh I I put you know wedge until he's in the X wing right and it's like is wedge going to get fifty five points off the board before he inevitably dies right and it's like Cat Solis has given up four points but with the dial of a Fang Fighter with um, something like Fearless to help you mod dice and Concordia to help you mod dice and stay alive right like Cat is likely going to get four points worth of value either in objective scoring or or damaging or killing another ship, right, before he dies, right, if he dies, you know? Yeah, and Cad has also has such a good ability, like, not even counting... Yeah, which is, I've, I've never looked at him before. This is a crazy ability. So, so Cad's ability is, after you fully execute a red maneuver, you gain two focus tokens, uh, which is... Bananas. Which is huge. Absolute right? bananas. So, so like, you can uh, turn around right behind an objective uh, and get your focus token, so, like, you... The only time you wouldn't do that, I guess, if, if you boost into focus, uh, into red focus, and then just you're stressed. But, uh, otherwise, that, 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 that's such a good ability. Uh, in fact, it's such a good ability that uh, I tried using it once uh, while carrying a crate. Um, How did it work out? Oh, no, you can't do it. You <laughs> yeah, have to stress yeah, that, maneuver that's, then. That, that's a legal maneuver, so you end up going too straight, too white straight. Yeah. Uh, Oh well. So uh, yeah, uh, I learned something new about the objective play. Uh, uh, See, you making mistakes like that, and yet you still won. Just goes to show you how crap the rest of us are at this game. <laughs> uh, so next piece was uh, like I mentioned before, the hawk gamut key at three points. Mm -hmm. So he's the three pointer. Uh, I wasn't sure about uh, he was like hawk without the title. Of, uh, uh, yeah, I, I completely forgot that. It doesn't seem like like a lot, but. Uh, even two dice hit sometimes, uh, and his ability is uh, he can, every two rounds, he can uh, let somebody within his arc keep uh, uh, circular tokens, mm -hmm. uh, and he can use it on himself. Uh, so that that's usable on approach. Uh, uh, to, well, I mean, he, the, the gamut crew saw a lot of play when in 2.0 with Bosk and Zam, right, to let to let Boss hold the reinforce, right? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that, oh, I didn't come he up. He didn't that. invent it. That was that. huge. I did not. That was that was like the big thing. Yeah. The Boss loadout when when Gamut Crew came out. Yeah, but, but I'm starting to think though, uh, like uh, that could be also usable offensively because uh, you can keep uh, tractor tokens. You can keep keep uh, disabled. Uh, weapons tokens, yeah, uh, and you can yeah, talk, talk to talk to young Ryan Becker. He was flying that yeah. boss class back when it was dominating the meta. Yeah, don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna get Ryan on the podcast. Don't do uh, that. Post don't do no, that. We're, we're gonna on. do it. Post Adepticon. Yeah. So I'm thinking That's one your... one thing for uh, objective play now, nowadays and killing ships not being necessarily the the main focus. Uh, you might yeah. even start using jamming beam uh, nowadays because uh, if you can shoot jamming beam on, on Basque at somebody, give him a bunch of um, jam tokens, and, and then use oh, no, good point. I got yeah, I got, I got owned by jamming beam at my last second edition tournament. Um, the big... It's time for my favorite Yaxby segment. Old man Sam tells us a story. Go ahead, Sam. Give us a story. <laughs> First of all, I'm younger than all of you. Secondly, uh, this story Untrue. happened like a couple weeks ago. 
Um, ancient, ancient times. 2.0, never heard of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was a unfortunate situation where, uh, I asked a judge if I could do something, um, <laughs> related to ion, like basically once you lose your ion, uh, token, can you then be coordinated in action? I think that's what was going on. The answer is yes. Yeah. yeah yes. If you're no longer ionized. Yes. Yeah. And he said, no. And then I was like, uh, I don't think that's right, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to argue. And then, um, he came back and was like, Oh, I looked it up and actually you can, but we had already started revealing dials. So then it came to the point where we're like, we had to roll everything back, but now my opponent knew exactly what I was trying to do. So, yeah. uh, knowing full well that I was trying to queue up an incredible surprise torpedo after being ionized, which is a very surprising thing. I think in situations where you don't have to explain to your opponent at length, what you're about to do. Um, he, yeah. he went, he went all in for a range one jamming beam and, uh, stripped my, all of my focus and my target lock with the jamming oh. beam. And, so it was yeah. just kind Ooh. of a situation where no one's really at fault, but it was, uh, feels bad. Jam- jamming beam is the, uh, the upgrade that gave me my favorite moment in a game against, uh, absentee host chris daniel off on off on assignment uh he had he had just done a whole i shot him with hera right and you know i shot tabson with hera and he did the whole tabson thing where he like took a bunch of tokens he's like i get ready for the big fu i said yeah i'm gonna spend the lock and then jamming beam you (laughs) and i stripped i stripped all of his all of his things he just got and he was so mad it was great yeah not to not to disparage the uh the judge at that tournament because uh he did he did come back and uh, correct his error which probably was yeah, he corrected it yeah well no it's probably it, it had probably more incentive to just uh let it go so uh kudos, right. kudos to him really um just that's, kind of uh, just kind of a good, funny it's good judging a funny situation right. not for me i wasn't laughing at the time but <laughs> i'm laughing i'm laughing at your expense <laughs> it's a good but story sam you gotta let the past die kill it if you have to so that's yeah. old times yeah, we're living in the future now, the far-flung future. Do we have a uh, an X-Wing 2.5 tip of the week? Anybody got a hot tip? Oh, tragedy simulator, Netrum concussion bombs. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> so thank that, that, that thank was, you. Yeah, that, 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 that was Ken's play. Trajectory <laughs> simulator no, no. B-Wings. We're going to be the first of that one, guys. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> we figured it out. Hey, I just, uh, Netrum, I just found Netrum's something. All Harris. Uh, I just found something on uh, Yasby when I was clicking around. Um, Yasby uh, moment on Yaxby. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, killer combo that was never legal before. Uh, Ray can now take Finn, Gunner, and Heroic. So you can add the blank and then re-roll all the blanks. So. Oh, yeah. It was no longer. It was legal now because now she has talent slot. Exactly. Mm, spicy stuff makes her uh, stuff. maybe a little tough on defense. Little maybe you throw um, heroic and brilliant evasion, so you can add a blank, reroll two blank greens, and spend a force to. I don't know. It probably doesn't work. She's gonna, she's going to be in everybody's bullseye though. Like she's she's not often not in the bullseye. Uh, <laughs> she's, a giant, she's a giant base. Brilliant evasion. Not really yeah, I don't know. It depends on the range. I mean, at, at range three, it's. It's, it's sure. Iffy. Sure. All right. Thank you, Harris. Thank you, Harris, for the hot tip of the week. Yaxby tip of the week. Netrum Pollard with concussion bombs and trajectory simulator. Apparently, it's going to give you a great time. 
uh, and your opponent a really bad time. Ooh, and if you want the added sauce, Sabine Crew. It's Sabine Gunner. Sabine Crew. Oh, crew. So, oh, on, on another ship, not on the B-Way. Yes, on another ship. Uh, it's molto bene. <laughs> All right, so you flew in an Italian. I, I would never have guessed. All right, guys, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, what Man, what a weekend. I had a whirlwind week. My family was away this weekend. I had a whirlwind weekend. I... Uh, I played a whole day of X-Wing on Sunday, and then Kent and I played a round of Legion after everyone left. <laughs> it was exhausting. Oh, Ooh, I do story. A... Kent left his phone yeah. uh, at Carcosa. I don't know if you've heard. You know, I, I did not hear, but I swear I saw it on a table while we were cleaning up, and I was like, I hope he remembers that. And then he didn't. So it's, it's probably on me. Yeah, so he left his phone, and he yeah. actually left uh, his key card for Carcosa, so he had to go home. Uh, let somebody else know that he doesn't have it uh, uh, and then drive back. That's too bad, because as far as I can tell, he lives there. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, every game store I'd go to, no matter what store it was on what day, Kent would be like sitting there painting. And it would would (laughs) rotate based on the store I was going to. There's something very eerie going on. We need to look into this. Maybe he was following you, but like future style. Like he knew where you were. Like he, yeah, he, Minority he, Report you know, stalking. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, he he's like uh, he's like Sam's gonna go commit a crime by shopping at this store. He's gonna commit a crime by cheating in a game of X Wing at somebody. Yeah. Sam, would you say it was a chance encounter? Um, That's gonna do it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Harris, for joining us. Sam Page, pleasure as always. Merrick M, thank you again for hosting a wonderful, a wonderful tournament that I had a lovely, great time at, at the Carcosa Club in New York City. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find the NYC X-Wing page. Join us there to see updates about upcoming events. Um, any other upcoming events we want to shout out? We're going to have a Hexing Co. tournament on the 20th, I believe. Wait for the official event announcement for that. Um our friends down at RSG are having a tournament on the 19th, which I believe is capped right now. Shout out to Christoph, Supreme Leader of K- KFC. Yeah, all right. Chris, yeah, Christoph is a friend of the podcast. He's been on here before. Um, yeah, that's all for me. Anybody else have anything to say before we sign off? Happy yeah, belated. We have another tournament, yeah, have tournament at uh, East oh. Coast Gamers on the 26th. Oh, okay, yeah. Shout out to East Coast Gamers is having a tournament as well. Yeah. On the 26th. And hopefully Brooklyn Strategies comes back on uh, April 2nd. and uh, uh, Well, April 3rd, I guess. Because uh, they, they have not right. run tournaments the last two months. but. Well, yeah, I know they took uh, they took January, February off for COVID-related reasons, right? And then and now yeah. we're hoping to get back into it. Cool. Yeah, so well, yeah, so follow follow the NYC X-Wing page for all the latest news on that. You can join us on Discord. There'll be a link in the description of this episode. Um, we hope to, if you live in the tri-state area, you can get to New York City sometime. We hope to play with you. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you next time. Matilda taught me how to pronounce Merrick's last name and by extension, her own last name. Allegedly. She might be pranking you. This might be the whole No, you know what it was? She said it in casual conversation. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. The school story. The school story that she told. It took like 45 minutes to tell this story.
Um, <laughs> so I know every detail of why she's excited for it to be her birthday at school because it's funny to her when they try to announce it over the speaker and just fumble over that last name. And then she 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 broke it down, taught me how to say the last name, and then I've have, I've have since forgotten. It was Marcin like two days Kovic? ago. Yeah. I told you to record it yesterday. I did. I did. Oh, it hasn't been two days. It's been a day. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It's been 24 hours. I've completely it's gone out of my brain entirely. <laughs> I was telling like Harris. Right, right there, took out the phone. I should have just like recorded it. You know, so so it the, missing, just, the missing the syllable was, was Sank? Marsankowitz? Is that what she said? Is that, am yeah. I getting closer? No. It's kind of yeah. like... Um, That's not what she said. Bill, it, well, Marsink, I don't know what she said. It's Marsink, Marsink, yeah, it's a sink. Marsink? Yeah. There's a sink. No. Actually, no, she said it with a ch. It's Marchink, right? Yeah. Marchinkovitz? Yeah, yeah there you go. Marchinkovitz. If only her chink was here to crack us. Mm. <laughs> mm. Only. Anyway, I, I was telling Harris I spent most of